So, how do I beat this lie detector? I'm sorry, I can't help you. Come on, you've got the gift. You're the only one that can help me. I can't. It's like saying to Pavarotti, teach me to sing like you. All right, well, I've got to go take this test. I can't believe I'm doing this. Just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. September 3rd, 2023. Hello. Hi. I'm having a day. Are you okay? I'm having a day. Okay. Everything is taking too long and people uh -huh. are wasting my time and yes. I have so much to do. And do we have to do everything? It seems like. It seems like we have to do I mean, everything. that's not about pendant stuff. It just seems like everywhere we go, everything has to be done by us, and I'm a little tired of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is frustrating. Right? Like, can someone just do their job and I don't have to hold their hand and babysit them? <laughs> that would be the best. And yet, every day. That feels like <laughs> fantasy land. Yes, it does. All right. Well, since we're so busy, we need to get in and get out. So let's get on with the show. Okay. All right. I'm ready. So here we go. Let's go. Main thing. Yeah. Since our last episode, mm -hmm. I have still received zero seminar scripts. <gasps> now, if you want this show to come back from hiatus, and we all do, you need to send some in. Yeah. So get on it and get them into me, people. I want to read them, and I want to help make your stuff a reality. You hear actors voicing the characters you wrote. It's wonderful and beautiful. And, and if you don't know how, it's on the seminar page. And, and I will help you, and I take you through the whole thing, and it's real good. The guidelines are on the page. Yep. You follow the guidelines. Yep. You send the script. It does not have to be perfect before you send it. That's what the editing and revising process is for. We are here to help you. Yeah. And then we don't take any credit, like rights. Yeah. Like we just. And you know what? It. Some people don't even have a complete script and they send it and they're like, I need a little advice. Where do you think it should go from here? I don't know how to deal with this thing. And then I, I give them some feedback and it helps sometimes. So, you know, we're just saying you can be a superhero and bring seminar back. You too can be a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then. And then. You know. I do. Everyone knows. International numbers. It's so cool. Okay. All right. Seminar made it up to number nine in sci-fi in Hungary. Again, the Hungarians. The Hungarians Hello. are, yeah, they're coming through for us. Welcome. Genesis Avalon made it up to number 23 in sci-fi in Brazil hmm. and number seven in sci-fi in Russia. Wow. Yeah. The Kingery made it up to number 23 in sci-fi in Hungary, of course. The writer's block went to number one in visual arts in Norway. Wow. They were very excited. Number They're big in Norway. One in Norway. And visual arts is like where all the podcasts about comics and things like that go because that's what they are, visual arts. And so that's sure. where their podcast is. And yeah, number one in Norway. That's really cool. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. And David and Ryland. Norwegians. Yeah. Mage and Machine made it up to number 18 in sci-fi and number 39 in all of fiction in Spain. Wow. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays made it up to number 42 in personal journals in Austria. Mm. Yeah. And The Pendant Shakespeare made it up to number one in drama and number 10 in fiction in Hungary. Congratulations to Jeff and Morgan and the whole team over there. That's really cool. That is really cool. Number one in all of drama in Hungary. Hungarians coming through strong. 
We appreciate you. We do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. From Northern Virginia, we have Chris Stodder on the line. Hello, Chris. Hello, and thank you for pronouncing my last name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard your name in the, in the end credits for a long time now of a show that I'm not obsessed over at all. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's almost 10 o'clock here. Starting to mm -hmm. wind down. Uh, I need to catch up on uh, uh, some shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had torrential rain here. Yeah, we had some of that yesterday. Not bad today. It was mm -hmm. actually just sprinkling. Cool. Very cool. So life is good up in uh, Virginia? Uh, life is good. It's It's not complicated. It's nice. I mean... As I said, uh, I I work from home, so it's not like anything really bothers me much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever since the zombie apocalypse hit, it's been um, a lot of a desk, a couple monitors, and Amazon delivery. <laughs> yep, yep. I can uh, relate to all of that. <laughs> I saw a picture online of a birthday cake that looked like a box with an Amazon logo, <laughs> and like shipping label. It's really cool. It's like, huh, I know somebody that could use that. <laughs> yep. I always like those cake, realistic style cakes. It yes. always blows me away at some of the stuff they can do. Yeah. Yeah. There's some neat stuff out there. So um, as you may know, we have questions. Hopefully you have answers or this is very short and one-sided. <laughs> I have answers, um, I hope. Excellent. All right, so let's just jump into the elephant in the room. Do I call you my lord or sire or, you know, <laughs> what, what is the appropriate way to address someone who is the reincarnated um, spirit of King Arthur? I think he prefers to be just called Arthur most of the time. Like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Chris and Kat's writing put it into a position where he's kind of reluctant to be king, knowing that no one else can really do it. And then, especially now in Patriot, it, it, it seems like he's getting a little fed up with uh, everything that uh, he has to do, especially with the... With everything that's going on well he seems to be owning it and i will be conscious of spoilers since we kind of left things in maybe a precarious situation so i invite listeners to for the love of god go listen if you haven't already um but tim seems to be owning it Yeah, he is, but I, I think he's starting to get a little overwhelmed. But yeah. I think that, that, that's when that's when we'll I think that's when we'll see the real King Arthur 
come out sort of uh you know previous in uh, genesis avalon previously mm -hmm. uh, that was a lot of fun playing him especially because he was he had a lot of comedic scenes <laughs> which was a lot of fun to play because he was kind of a geek uh and acting that stuff out vocally was a lot of fun and now he's he, i feel like he's more serious than patriot <laughs> or is, at least trying is, to be more serious is there a particular scene that comes to mind from the um original there is there's a scene where uh i can't remember if it was chris or cat but uh first off i didn't have a british accent at all so right <laughs> i spent i spent many weeks with chris and cat online mm -hmm. they were teaching me how to uh have a british accent and any accent that comes out is purely from their teaching uh which was really helpful but uh, there was a scene where tim gets his foot stuck in a bucket i i can't remember where it is <laughs> But I remember being like, I did so many takes of that that I finally just brought a bucket in and stepped in the bucket so I could act out what it actually felt like to stick your foot in a bucket and get it stuck. Uh-huh. And that was a <laughs> lot of fun. Well, it's good that you were able to find inspiration in a bucket. <laughs> right? Um, I remember you in a particular car scene was it a car chase or was it it was one of the earlier i think season two two three two episodes going back, back way back <laughs> we're going back way way back yeah i mean uh most of the seeds that I guess I only remember certain lines and there was one line that I kept going over and over and over again. And whenever I get into the voice for Tim, it's I'm always using that line. And it's usually something like, uh, I forget how the line actually went, but the line has evolved over time. And now it's more like, uh, I am King Arthur, rightful heir to the throne. And that always is what gets me into the 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 accent I need for when uh, acting any of Tim's uh, scenes. Very cool. Um, and Tim, what? So, so Tim tried to reason with um, Morgan Le Fay, mm -hmm. like. Talk, tried to talk her down from the whole taking over the world or England. And it's like, so what are you going to do? You're going to just like tell 2 million people that what? You don't have to stop at red lights anymore? <laughs> <laughs> or Mordred doesn't have to stop at red lights anymore because he's Mordred? I mean, it was it was a cool kind of little spin on the whole, okay, I'm going up against the big bad and it's now... I'm going to use logic, <laughs> like common sense against Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, and to be honest, all, most of that is, I'd say all of it is probably the writing of Kristen Cat on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do ad-libs, but God, I hardly ever remember what the ad-libs are. <laughs> <laughs> Was there, um, so there's Tim from season two, which was definitely a lot of the, um, 
the comic relief that you were talking about. But I think Tim in season uh, four was like a bit more like the reluctant king like yeah. you were talking about. Less comedic, but more, all right, I got to do this kind of thing. It was sort of that it felt like, oh, well, you know, no one's going to save the world. And people are telling me I need to do it. So I guess I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. Right. Was that the kind of thing you were looking for, that kind of character, when you were auditioning for roles back in the day? I mean, and did you know when you were auditioning for Tim, did you know that Tim was going to end up being like this much bigger character? I had an idea that he was going to be a bigger character, but not a, as much of a continuing character as he is. I figured mm -hmm. he was going to, you know, reach the pinnacle and then he was going to, you know, fade out so that uh, the story could focus on, uh, 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 what is it? Um, why can I not remember? I am just... Uh, it's been a long day. Uh, yes, basically, uh, Genesis and Exodus, right? Right. Jaina and Sam. There you go, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I, I, I just I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, you and I were both doing really bad with names earlier before we started recording, so it's all good. Um, it, it, this season was a lot of fun with... Um, with Tim, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of parallels now, like even more than in the original series with Tim and kind of the King Arthur mythology and kind of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of his, his attitude, his, the way he carries himself. Um, a little worried. <laughs> I got to say, I'm a little worried for Tim. Um, but uh, no, I think you're. I think you're nailing King Arthur. Quite honestly. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, 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 as I, said, I, the words are all Chris and Cats. I just try to bring them to life as much as I can. I think, I think you, you're succeeding because that last scene of the season, you really like. It's here's the situation and this is what's happening. And that's it. This is just, you know, this is the the thing. And again, not spoiling. Yeah. Um that but, uh, that I'm pretty sure that was a huge freaking monologue too, right? It it was it was a, a good bit of time that you had uh, monologuing. Yeah, that that I that specific one, I think <laughs> I think when I did the lines for that i had to send that in a separate file because there were so it was so large because i kept messing up halfway through and i'd be like no 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 i'll leave it but i'm i gotta get through this whole thing all at once and so it it, it was over and over and over again until i got it all in one take without messing up because there were some i i remember switching up some words because of the way the words 
played together, I was getting mm-hmm. tongue tied. And so I was I doing I, a couple of years back. I was doing a sonnet for um, Landon when he was directing Shakespeare, and I was doing a sonnet, and I thought I had to send in the whole thing in one take, and I must have done like fifty recordings because there was this one grouping of words I just kept tripping over. And it's like, every time it's like, <laughs> and, It's a little harder with, uh, you know, with Shakespeare, but with the, uh, with the Genesis Avalon with Tim, it, there are certain words that while they're written, I don't think Tim would say. <laughs> And I, I, I give I give the pure recording of what uh, is written, uh, yep. you know, three or four times. But then I'll go off and I'll be like, all right, what would Tim actually say at this point? Because he's kind of he's kind of pissed off about everything, and he wants to, you know, show the bad people what happens when you mess with the wrong people. Right. Because so- he's like, no one else is doing this. Why is no one else letting? why is everyone letting these people do what they want when you know no one's standing up if no one's going to stand up i guess i'm going to stand up i'm tired of this so you feel like you know tim pretty well at this point i think i uh i wouldn't say i know him i i understand him and where Uh i think he would go okay now you know chris and cat can do whatever they want (laughs) but I, I think if if push came to shove, I could probably guess at where he would go and how he would, what he would do. Mm-hmm. So I think I know him well enough because a lot of them is, is my younger self. Like someone who is not very outspoken, but sometimes gets thrown into situations where you got to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Genesis Avalon episode 50 aired in January of 2014. You were probably done recording October, September prior, given you know the, the pipeline that we do. Eight-ish years later, Chris hits you up. What would tell me about that? Uh, I I got an email out of from out of the blue saying, "Hey, do you want to reprise Tim? We're happy to. Uh, I mean, if you're not, we'll, we can recast, but uh, we would like you to come back." And I was like, "All right, uh, I can do that. I mean, I haven't really done any acting in a while, but." I'm more than happy to come back. I, I like reprising roles, especially ones that I had a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. So I said yes, and next thing I know, I'm getting scripts. <laughs> <laughs> so was it difficult getting back into Tim or finding Tim again? No, not really. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> funny story is uh, the way I would practice uh, Tim, after uh, Chris and Kat uh, came back and said, hey, we'd like you to reprise your role, is I'd 
end up using the British accent everywhere. Like I go to the drive-thru and use the British <laughs> accent ordering. And then I get to the window and I just be, you know, my normal self. And they'll be like, who ordered it? Who is that? Who's the, the British guy? <laughs> <laughs> or I, I'd, I'd answer the phone uh, with that, especially the, the, the numbers that I didn't recognize. I'd just answer it. Uh, and nice. they'd be like, oh, sorry, wrong number. And I'd be like, oh, that worked out really well. <laughs> You and M need to get together about handling uh, spam. No, she takes the cake with that. I can't, I can't compete with some of the stuff that she does. <laughs> She's freaking genius. Um, okay. Are we going to get to hear you in any of the um, shorts between the seasons? Uh, oh, yeah, I think so. I think I recorded some of those. At least okay. one. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely one. I mean, and I guess we just got the script for the next uh, next season. So Ooh. excited about that! I ha actually have Ooh, not breaking news. I have not popped it open. I have not read a single bit of it yet. But uh -huh. uh, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I can't wait to hear it. Very, very cool stuff. Um, is there anything that you'd like to see Tim do this season? We know you, this is all, all you, not spoilers, not speculation. This is just, hey, it would be really cool if Tim did this. Yeah, I'd like to see Tim uh, swinging the Excalibur around some more. <laughs> yeah. I love the sound effects that they use <laughs> for Excalibur. I just love it. Okay. I'm like, all right, that's me. I'm swinging around Excalibur. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Any anybody um, you feel needs to be on the opposite end of Excalibur in that moment? Uh, no one particularly. So just anybody uh, to get sliced apart. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know how the season's gonna go, but God, it would be awesome if uh, uh, Tim uh, pulls out Excalibur for some rescues, right? There you go. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more of you and Genesis Avalon Patriot. Thank you. Thank um, you. Because more Genesis Avalon stuff is always good in my book. Um, I don't know what it is, but that something about that show has since day one has always spoken to me and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to season two. Yep. Yep. I am too. I am too. <laughs> so um, let's talk about some other stuff you did um, with Pendant and um, we're going to go way, way, <laughs> way back. Um, like with a Wayback Machine. <laughs> um, a little show called The Line. Yeah, that one is very dear to my heart. I love that show. And on The Line, you played... Fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course you're going to ask me. Let's see. I played... <laughs> Who did I play? Why is my name not in there? Oh, I played Thomas Davies. Yes. 
the brother to uh, who was who was the sister? Uh, Stephanie. That's Stephanie. what it was. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no. Was that right? Yes. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been such yes. a long time. Yes, Stephanie Davies. All right. I, I I mean I loved that show. CJ did an awesome job writing it. God, I wish they would write some more. <laughs> I remember when it was over. I remember asking them, "Hey, did are you ever going to write more line because it was a lot of fun. I loved the dialogue. I loved the whole concept. It was one of those ones that right from the get-go it was different enough that it it excited me every time I got a script. Mm-hmm. Not that everything doesn't excite me when I get a script to read, but <laughs> this one particularly, I was like, all right, where where's he going this week? Or where's right. he going the, this next episode? Mm-hmm. I The line is definitely a show that you have to be open to listen to and not, I mean, if you are, say, fundamental on certain things, then you might not enjoy the line. <laughs> yeah, it, it pushes, it but pushes it, the boundaries. It does push those boundaries in big, big ways. Um, but it was really smart the way it was written. And yep. so if you can remember, because we're talking <laughs> that show last aired July of 2012. Yep. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Do you remember auditioning and what were you looking for that particular role or were you just, hey, I'm going to throw an audition out there and see what sticks? I actually don't remember auditioning for the role. Um, just like I don't uh, remember auditioning for Tim either, right? <laughs> I don't remember if it was one of these ones where I actually auditioned or they came to me and said, hey, I like your voice. Will you uh, do this part? So I, 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 I honestly don't remember. I, I remember that I'm pretty sure I did not audition for the line because I'm not sure I would have auditioned for something like this. And, but, and I, I still remember talking to CJ and asking them for some specific help with a particular scene that was kind of graphic because I had no mm-hmm. idea where the character's mind was at that point. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember getting feedback, but as I said, I don't remember auditioning for it. And if I did, it was, it was one of those times where it was like, oh wait, this is a sci, uh, this is a uh, sort of a uh, not sci-fi, a um, heaven and hell drama, and I like those. You know, angels and demons. This might be mm-hmm. like a supernatural, cool one. Maybe I'll audition for it. So, all I know is that when I saw it. And heard it the first episode, I was like, wow, this this is going to be great. Just from the first episode. 
especially when I got the first script, I was like, I, it, I don't even, hmm, I'm trying to think. Was Supernatural even around at that time? I don't remember when Supernatural started, but it might've been around that same time where I was like, I got big into the uh, Supernatural style storytelling. And I really like some of the different storytelling. And this one just, uh, it was, it was great. It was great. I, ca I can't heap enough uh, uh, accolades on uh, CJ for writing this because it was, it was awesome. The Supernatural was around. It started in um, 2005. All right. So it was probably in my uh, Supernatural kind of stage, right? Where I, I, mm -hmm. I like those kind of things jived with me really well during that time. And if I remember correctly, I think Chris had talked about how um, a lot of his writing was in response to um, the schooling he had when he was younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely has that whole, you know, angels and demons and mystical uh, quality to it that um that supernatural also tapped into yep though this was way more edgy <laughs> yes yes it was <laughs> yeah this wouldn't have been on network tv nope <laughs> no no in fact um yeah we self-rated this one r in fact was this the show that first had the um listener discretion is advised note on it or was the kingery i'm pretty sure it was the kingery was it okay yeah okay. and i remember directing the kingery and i remember uh that always being there because because of the language most well actually what am i talking about it was everything, everything. <laughs> there was everything in there <laughs> yeah yeah the heist still stands out in my in my brain. So, <laughs> so let's talk about the Kingery. Um, how long were you directing? I want to say at least two years, uh -huh. maybe more. Uh, it just it, like any directing at the time, it just got overwhelming really fast because when it comes to editing, I am a perfectionist. All the sounds, everything has to line up perfectly, and that takes a lot of time. Yeah, I can imagine that, and that's something I haven't really like delved into. Like when we do our interviews, I do a recording and I send it to Tilly, and she does all the magic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I just. Like that long pause you heard earlier, you're mm -hmm. the only one that's going to hear it because Tilly's not going to leave it in. Yeah. Or will she this time? But yeah, so a lot of like when I have like a brain stoppage moment like that, then she'll like pare those down. So I know it's a lot of work. I really respect what the directors at Pendant do. They, they yep. not only do amazing work, you included, um, but it's a lot of hard work. And I know Tilly goes 
through a lot of um, effort to make sure everybody that gets brought up through the ranks of directorship gets the skills to do so. Um, maybe when things die down with the book, you know, in a couple of years, she could like do a, a formal class and use that as a, a thing for directing, not just a, a thing to get. I remember taking that uh, pendant uh, director's director class, class. Mm -hmm. way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think the, the hardest thing is really cleaning the lines. Like nowadays, yeah. uh, like after cleaning so many lines, I, I realized at the time that I needed better equipment. So I went out and bought better equipment better microphone, better uh, soundproofing, mm -hmm. because I got sick and tired of, all right, I need to clean these lines because there's a little bit of a hum. And I cannot stand that little bit of a hum. <laughs> I had so many different uh, uh, sound filtering algorithms at the time that I, I've lost them all. They're all lost to time, but so many of them to try to perfectly clean those lines to get rid of any um, without making it sound like you're talking in an echo chamber. Right, right. So, right. no, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, where you're at, do you have, um, like right now we're just on a Zoom call, but do you have like a recording rig or setup for when you do, um, when you do your lines? Uh, I do. I have a couple different microphones. One of them, unfortunately, broke recently because I dropped it, but uh, that, yeah. that usually breaks things. Yeah, um, yeah. I used to have my own sound recording booth that I built, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I tore that down many years ago when I realized that I wasn't doing any recording anymore. So now I have uh, sort of a portable setup with uh, portable walls and mm -hmm. um, soundproofing material on those. Oh, neat. That's cool. Very I cool. tried. I, I realize, I, I do realize how much of a pain uh, cleaning lines is, and I try to make it as painless as possible for any directors. Because you know. I know, yep. You know. I know. I know that pain. <laughs> Excellent. Um, any particular directing stories? Uh, not particularly. I, I, I would have to say the mo the only thing I really remember from uh, directing the Kingery was there was one time where uh, uh, why can I not think of the character's name? Golly. But it was uh, a Pete. Uh, you know, he was playing the main character. What the Tommy. heck is Tommy? There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he had this long monologue, right? And I remember mm -hmm. him giving me multiple copies of it. And I just, I did not like any one of the single copies. So I spent a lot of time splicing mm -hmm. multiple takes together to make the monologue sound perfect. And to be honest, I was so happy with how it came out. It sounded like a continuous stream. And I, that's the only thing. I, I don't even remember what the monologue was, but I remember spending more time than I needed to 
to splice that all together just so that it sounded awesome. Frankenline. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, that's dedication, man. Yeah, I mean, I loved, I, as I said, I listened to the Kingery when I was directing, prior to when I was directing, maybe one or two seasons after I was directing, and then I stopped working uh, where I had to drive, so I started uh, not listening to anything, which is which is a shame. I need to I need to I need to go driving more. <laughs> Joyriding to the Kingery. There you go. Yep. <laughs> any uh, any desire to get back into directing? I don't have the time. I my I barely have time for. Uh, Genesis Avalon. That that's the only one I'm currently acting in right now because I just my weekends are taken up with all sorts of other things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I I actually teach lightsaber fencing on the weekends, so my my entire weekend is usually completely jam packed with doing other stuff. Okay, so you know we have to talk about that now. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, so you say lightsaber fencing, and I'm morally, ethically, I just can't drop that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, I've always been a I've fenced Olympic fencing, uh, saber and foil since in college, way way back before the year two thousand. Um, <laughs> uh, not to age me or anything. Um, then during the pandemic, uh, fencing was pretty much shut down, but in its place came lightsaber fencing because they were doing it outside. And so I joined this league called the Lightspeed Saber League and they're nationwide, uh, nationwide mostly in California, but um, mm -hmm. they do lightsaber fencing. And so using my fencing background, I, uh, have been teaching that at the local uh, fencing academy. And in fact, uh, this past uh, July, I got back from my second time going to the national tournament for lightsaber in Vegas. I didn't, I don't expect to do well, <clears throat> to do well, but uh, I think I placed ninth in the advanced tournament, which wasn't bad, but I go there because it's fun and lightsaber fencing is fun. It's, there are people who take it competitively. I take it as, this is just plain fun. You get to swing around a laser sword and you actually get to keep score. It's not like the old days playing like guns where boom, boom, I got you. No, no, I got you first. <laughs> <laughs> so how is lightsaber fencing different from fencing? It's is there a lot of... So in... In Olympic fencing, you score by poking people, right? So right. that's with foil and epee. With saber, you can poke people or slash people. Right. Uh, in lightsaber fencing, there is no poking. There's only slashing, at least with this league. There's actually multiple different lightsaber mm -hmm. fencing styles. Um, and the one that I do, where you wear less armor, you only need a mask, gloves, uh, basically hockey gloves, mm -hmm. uh, lightsaber, and uh, elbow pads. And so it's very light. You move around a lot. Uh, you, you 
compete in a box, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Like it's not, we get a lot of kids who do it because it's playing with toys, but we get some adults as well who actually find the athleticism of it interesting. And they're from all mm. marks, right? And so we get, uh, we get martial artists, we get uh, kendo people, we get Olympic mm. fencers, we get uh, people who have just done martial arts. But sure. in general, as I said, it's, it's, it's an activity. I'd call it a uh, recreational sport mm -hmm. right now. Um, you know, France has a, they have a different lightsaber uh, rule set, which they're doing, and it's part of the French uh, Escrima. So it's official. So the USFA, which is the uh, US Fencing Association, hasn't adopted a lightsaber style, but considering that they had some at the fencing uh, summer nationals, a demo, I'm thinking it's not going to be long before they announce some sort of lightsaber officially in the Olympic uh, sport arena. So the saber that you're using, what obviously we don't have lightsabers yet, mm -hmm. unless you look at that stuff at Disney that they've been developing. Yep. So, the, what, so what do you use? I mean, you use a, a lightsaber just like one that you would you would buy, like uh, from Alter Sabers or any of the other big lightsaber Crimson Dawn. There's a bunch of places that sell lightsabers. They usually have sound. They come with one inch mm -hmm. blades. Lightspeed uses three quarter inch blades, which mm -hmm. are a little bit thinner. Uh, they don't hurt as much, which is why we can get away with less armor. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, essentially, it's a, it's a light stick. We're fighting with light sticks. Okay. So nobody loses a hand. No one loses a hand. No one... Because uh... that's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing in the movies, but not in real life. <laughs> you get bruises, but they're akin to, like, if you go play paintball. I mean... Right. Well, that's cool. It's, it's a lot of fun, and it gets people moving, so... Very, very cool. That's, I had not heard about lightsaber fencing before, but I am definitely intrigued. Well, just look it up online. As I said, there's a couple different leagues. Uh, the two big ones in the U.S. are uh, uh, Lightspeed and uh, TSL, which is the Saber Legion. Mm -hmm. They require a lot more armor, and they use one-inch blades, and you can poke, and it's like Kima essentially at that point hmm. with lightsabers, which isn't a bad thing either. Are there any rules around the sound effects and all that? Or no, no. I mean, you can use sabers that have sounds. You can. Uh, I actually, I guess I, I would qualify myself as a saber smith because I build my own sabers as well. Uh huh. Uh, well, that's cool. My, my don't. I don't waste the time with uh, sound in mind because. Really, sound takes up battery life, <laughs> and <laughs> we're all about battery life. <laughs> right, right. Not only that, uh, they do have uh, sabers with sounds that people do. There's one guy in the, at nationals who, whenever he comes and he's in the uh, tournament, he always has cat sounds, and he's dressed up as a cat. 
So his okay fighting him, and all you hear is meow, 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 and you're like, oh my god, this is does crazy. that throw people off? I mean, because it that's throws a lot of people that's... off. Yeah, but the first time I fenced him this past uh, uh, summer nationals, I actually found it very helpful because I knew when he was moving his uh, blade. Because <laughs> mm. it would only make noises when he was moving. <laughs> oh, so it did. It wasn't doing just the um, the contact sounds, but it was doing the movement sounds also. Yeah, so it was it, the saber flow, right? Where yeah. Woo, 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 right. right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. That's the important part is that it's fun and yeah. get kids who are not especially and i hate to use the word nerdy because nerdy is not really has the same meaning that it had when i was when i was younger right but, uh it it gets those kids who are a little bit more introverted uh who mm -hmm. like star wars out and doing things which is super important nowadays yeah yeah um i think you and i hail from the same era <laughs> So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh man, that's cool. Um, all right. Um, are there any other projects or anything that you can talk about that you uh, want to bring up? Audio wise, I got nothing. As I said, <laughs> Genesis Avalon is the only thing I'm doing and I only did it because Chris and Kat came to me and said, you want to reprise your role? And I was like, all right, I'm not doing anything. Um, <laughs> I sort of gave up on the whole acting thing. Uh, not because I wanted to, it was just time commitments. I have, I have three kids, three boys. Um, and as, as they get older, I get more time. But uh, like, I, I haven't been able to do any stage acting or any camera acting or anything it's right before the pandemic sort of mm -hmm. uh, I gotta I gotta do other things instead of focusing on that kids will do that yep yep <laughs> all right so this this next thing um, is bullet questions and um, there are for the most part no wrong answers <laughs> um, I'll throw something out there you just Answer however you want with, you know, the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All right. Favorite Muppet. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Okay. Um, favorite Star Wars production. So it can be TV or movie. Jeez, uh, that's got to be. Uh, oh, man, that's a hard one. Because right <laughs> off the bat, I was going to say Rebels. But then I was like, oh, but Clone Wars is so good, too. And so is Bad Batch. I, I really like the animated Star Wars stuff. It is pretty cool. So which one will you say? <laughs> uh, well, my favorite character is Ahsoka, so I'm going to have to go with Clone Wars. Clone Wars? All right. Um, giving equal time, favorite Star Wars movie or TV show? Favorite Star Wars movie or TV I'm sorry, show? Sorry, that was Star that was Star, Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh God. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Get oh, <laughs> I would say that right currently 
my favorite is probably Lower Decks, but I so love uh, Strange New Worlds. All fair responses there. All yeah, very so fair responses. I, I have to say, I have to say, uh, uh, Lower Decks. Okay. Moving on to more geeky things. Favorite DC movie or TV production? <sighs> the original Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. I can't okay. get over that one, even though it doesn't age well. For a second, I thought you were going to say Adam West because you said original, but... Uh, I meant movie original. <laughs> well, I guess not even okay. a movie original. In my case, Adam West was pre-me, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> I got to yeah, go too. with the, uh, what was the first one that I, like, if you said name a James Bond, I'd have to go with Roger Moore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then also giving equal time, uh, same question for Marvel. Marvel movies. Or TV show. <laughs> uh, I hate to say this, but first off, I'd have to say is Deadpool. Like, I, I can watch that movie over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's funny every single time because of Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't remember her name. Um, the um, actress that plays opposite him. Oh, Marina. Marina. She's just as funny. She has her moments. Oh yeah. She's definitely like the whole movie is great. Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> I think the holiday sequence is the, probably one of the funniest things yeah uh, and then they get to Lent and they're just sitting there reading books <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious okay good answers very good answers uh, favorite pizza topping pizza topping pepperoni Excellent. can't beat that Yep. All righty. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to be here in the hot seat today. Can people find you on social media? Uh, I don't know. Am I on social media? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm sure I'm somewhere. Twitter I'm, or X as it's called now is, you know, I do have a Twitter, but I don't think I've touched it in many, many years. Mm -hmm. I'm on Facebook. That's about it. Okay. Can people follow you on Facebook or find you? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm open for searches on Facebook. Definitely. Right. I, I'm how, sure. how do they? How how do people find you? Yeah, uh, with my name. Okay. Uh, there's my last name is very unique, so uh, uh, there is another. Christopher Stoddard, but he is in California. Uh, and then my mom's name is Christine. So there's not very many of us with the C's and the Stoddard. <laughs> I think there's only three in the, uh, in the U.S. Okay. Plus, I like Tron. So if they look for me and they see somebody with a Tron background, or actually, I think my cosplay is uh beck from tron uprising is my uh profile pick okay I'm pretty sure it is cool very cool well i'm 
on Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be called next week. Um, <laughs> at JG underscore QA and Facebook.com with my name, first name, dot my last name, dot 5036. Because that's what it assigned me all those years ago. And I just never changed it. Really? I think mine is just Christopher.Stodder. I think I got lucky. There you go. Well, thank you once again. You're very welcome. And we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Don't forget, every Tuesday we have Tilly's Trans Tuesday. We do. Yay. And on Wednesdays, we have the Writer's Block. Also yay! Also yay! Coming out Wednesday, September 6th, The Kingery, Season 12, Episode 9. Will you look at this shit? Uh, what is this thing? Damn if I know. Looks like it was made in a hurry. Pipe down. Hold your fire. Steady. Now! Valentine's down! I'm gonna go- Hold your position! Take it down! Drones. It's launching drones! Get to cover! No! Lisa? Lisa! Get down! Check! It's gonna fire! Asa! Get back here! Come on! Come on! Asa! He's just standing here! with the drones! He doesn't see. Ah, shit! Get down! Coming out Wednesday, September 13th, The Pendant Shakespeare, Henry VI, Part 1, Chapter 4. Shh. These are the city gates. The gates of Rouen through which our policy must make a breach. Take heed. Be wary how you place your words. Talk like the vulgar sort of marketmen that come to get the money for their corn. If we have entrance as I hope we shall, and that we find us lothful watch, but weak, I'll by a sign give notice to our friends that Charles, the Dauphin, may encounter them. Kira. Pessons le pas of Jean de France. Poor market folks that come to sell their corn. Enter, go in. The market bell is rung. Now, Rouen, I'll shake thy bulwarks to the ground. Coming out Wednesday, September 27th. Seminar, episode 112. Come on, hurry! I think we're almost to the safe zone. You really think they're gonna let us in? I can only hope. Over here, behind the outcropping. 
Oops. Really wish they would have come out with just one more software update, so I wouldn't be stuck running into rocks for all eternity. Shush! Wait, uh, what the... Elliot, you see the Roomba too, right? Hey, kicking isn't very nice. Coming out Wednesday, September 27th as well, Genesis Avalon Patriot, Season 1, Hiatus Special Number 3. No preview though. This no is preview because it is tiny. Tiny little audio snick. I mean, we could give you the whole episode right here, but we're not gonna. Because then you wouldn't go to the feed and yeah, we want you go to, to the there. feed and listen to it there. Yeah, just go there. Otherwise, it's confusing. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! <laughs> okay, that's the show. There's your show. We're all done. That's the show. Kablamo! Whoa! There's explosions in the ending of Twip? I mean, why not? What's the opposite of not? Why yay? Why why so? Why I don't know. Huh? Don't ask. I'm so tired and I have so much more to do. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go yes. before I have a breakdown. Be sure to stop Ideally. by Ideally. Well, <laughs> maybe it's too late. It I get your be. point. It I get your be too point. Late. Be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio. We're on Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter at pendantweb. Yes, Twitter. Right? I'm not calling it X. Never. We talked about that last month. Gross. Never. That's terrible. I reject it. All right, whatever. We'll see you back here next month. <laughs> this is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. Maybe, maybe I'm going to go in the bedroom and cry now. I don't think you have time for that. That will get all my work done, right? The tears um, make the work go faster. I don't, I, I don't think that's how it works. Well, it's not fair. Do we have to do everything? It seems yes. Everything's fine. No need to panic. Who's panicking? Not me. Nope. 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 Ah! The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Of the show, at the end 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 of the show. Ta da! That's the show. The show is done. That's the show. The show is over now. <laughs>